The Devil in the Churchyard by A. E. Coppard. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Devil in the Churchyard. Henry Turley was one of those awkward old chaps, as he had more money than he knowed what to do with. Shadrach, we called him, the silly man. He had worked for it, worked hard for it, but when he was old he stuck to his fortune and wouldn't spend a sixpence of it on his comforts. What a silly man! The Thatcher, who was thus talking of Henry Turley, long since dead and gone, in the black cat of Starncombe, was himself perhaps fifty years old. Already there was a crank of age, or of dampness, or of mere custom in most of his limbs. But he was bluff and gruff and hale enough, with a bluffness of manner that could only offend a fool, and fools never listened to him. Shadrach, that's what we called him, was a good man with cattle, a masterpiece. He would strip a cow as clean as a tooth, and you never knowed a cow have a bad quarter as Henry Turley ever milked. And when he was buried, he was buried with all that money in his coffin, holding it in his hand, I reckon. He had plenty of relations. You wouldn't know em. It is thirty years ago I be speaking of. But it was all down in black and white, so's no one could touch it. A lot of people in these parts had a right to some of it. Jim Scarrett, for one, and Issy Hawker a bit, Mrs. Keelson, poor woman, ought to have had a bit, and his own brother, Mark Turley. But he left it in the will, as all his fortune was to be buried in the coffin along of him. "'Twas cruel, but so it is, and so it will be, for whenever such people has a shilling to give away, they goes and claps it on some fat pig's haunches. The foolishness! Sixty pounds it was, in a canister, and he held it in his hand.' "'I don't believe a word of it,' said a mild-faced man sitting in the corner. "'Henry Turley never did a deed like that.' "'What?' growled the Thatcher with unusual ferocity. "'Course I'm not disputing what you're saying, but he never did such a thing in his life.' "'Then you calls me a liar?' "'Certainly not. Oh, no, don't misunderstand me. "'But Henry Turley never did any such thing. I can't believe it of him.' "'Ha!' <laughs> "'I be telling you facts, and facts be true one way or another. "'Now you wants to call over me. "'You wants to know the rights of everything and the wrongs of nothing.' "'Well,' said the mild-faced man, "'pushing his pot towards the teller of tales, "'I might believe it to-morrow, "'but it's a bit of a twister now, this minute.' "'Ah, that's all right, then.' "'The Thatcher was completely mollified. "'Well, the worst part of the case was his brother Mark.' Shadrach served him shameful, treated him like a dog. Good health! Ah, like a dog! Mark was older than him, about seventy, and he lived by himself in a little house out by the hanging post. Not much of a cottage it weren't, just wattle and door, with a thatch of straw. But the lease was running out. It was a life-hold affair, and unless he bought this little house for fifty pounds, he'd got to go out of it. "'Well, old Mark hadn't got no fifty pounds. "'He was ate up with rheumatics "'and only did just a little light labour in the woods. "'They might as well have asked him for the king's crown, "'so he said to his master, "'Would he lend him the fifty pounds?' "'No, I can't do that,' his master says. "'You could reduct it from my rages,' Mark says. 
no i can't do that neither says his master but there's your brother henry he's worth a power of money ask him so mark asked shadrach to lend him the fifty pounds so as he could buy this little house no says henry i can't nor he wouldn't well old mark says to him i don't wish you no harm henry he says but i hope as how you'll die in a ditch good health and sure enough he did that was his own brother he was stricken with the sun and died in a ditch henry did and when he was buried his fortune was buried with him in a little canister holding it in his hand i reckons and a lot of good that was to him he hadn't been buried a month when two bad parties put their heads together levi carter one was he was the sexton a man that was half a loony as i always thought oh yes he had got all his wits about him somewheres only they didn't often get much of a quorum still he got them somewheres t'other was a chap by the name of impey lived in slack the shoemaker's house down by the old traveller's garden he wasn't much of a matcher helped in the field work and did shepherding at odd times and these two chaps made up their mind to goo and collar henry turley's fortune out of his coffin one night and share it between themselves twas crime you know might have been prison for life but this impey was a bad lot he'd the manners of a pith Pooh, filthy and i expect he persuaded old levi on to do it bad as body snatchin course twas so they goes together one dark night long in november it was and well you knows all of you as well as i that nobody can't ever see over our churchyard wall by day let alone on a dark night you all knows that don't you asserted the thatcher who appeared to lay some stress upon this point in his narrative there were murmurs of acquiescence by all except the mild-faced man and the thatcher continued to about nine o'clock when they dug out the earth t'want a very hard job for henry was only just a little way down he was buried on top of his old woman and she was on top of her two daughters but when they got down to the coffin impey didn't much care for that part of the job he felt a little bit sick so he gives the hammer and the screwdriver to levi and he says levi he says are you game to make a good job of this yes i be says old levi well then impey says you'll have my smock on now while i just creep off to old wanaka's sheep and collars one of their fat lambs over by the lotments you're not going to leave me here says carter what be i going to do you go on and finish this here job levi he says you get the money and put back all the earth and don't stir out of the yard afore i come or i'll have your blood no says carter you won't do that i'll do that impey says you've got some smartish lambs i can tell ee fat as snails no says carter i won't have no truck with that tain't right you will says impey and i'll get the sheep here's my smock i'll meet ee here again in ten minutes i'll have that lamb if i has to cut his blasted head off and he rushed away before levi could stop him so carter puts on the smock and finishes the job he got the money and put the earth back on poor henry and tidied it up and then he went and sat in the church porch waiting for this impy to come back just as he did that an oldish man passed by the gate he was coming to this very place for a drop of drink and he sees old levi's white figure sitting in the church porch and it frightened him so much 
he took to his heels and tore along to this very room we be sitting in now only twas thirty years ago what in the name of god's the matter with you they says to him for he's a face like chalk in his lips was blue as a whetstone have you seen a ghost yes he says i've seen a ghost just now then a ghost they said a ghost you ain't seen no ghost i seen a ghost where you seen a ghost so he told them he's seen a ghost sitting up in the church porch i shan't have that says old mark turley for he was sitting here i tell you twas then says the man can't be nothing worse than i be myself mark says i say it is the man said and he was vexed too go and see for yourself i would go too and all said old mark if only i could walk it but my rheumatics be that scrumatious i can't walk ghost and ne'er a mortal man has ever seen a ghost i'd go my lad if my lads if my legs had stand it and there was a lot of talk like that until a young sailor spoke up irish he was his name was pat crow he was on furlough i don't know what he was a-doing in this part of the world but there he was and he says to mark if you be game enough i be and i carry you up to the churchyard on me back a great stropping fellow he was you will says mark that i will he says well i be game for he says mark and so they ups him on to the sailor's shoulders like a sack of corn and away they goes but not another one there was man enough to go with em they went slogging up to the churchyard gate all right but when they got to staggering along tween the gravestones mark thought he could see a something white sitting on the porch but the sailor couldn't see anything at all with that lump on his shoulders what's that there mark whispers in pat's ear and pat crow whispers back just for joking old nick in his nightshirt steady now mark whispers go steady pat he's getting up and coming pat only gives a bit of a chuckle and says ah that's him that's just like him then levi calls out from the porch soft like you got him then is he a fatten holy god cried the sailor it is the devil and he chucks poor mark over his back at levi's feet and runs for his mortal life he was the most frightened of the lot cause he hadn't believed in anything at all but there it was and just as he gets to the gate he sees someone else coming along in the dark carrying a something on its shoulder it was impy with the sheep powers above cried pat crow it's the day of judgment come for certain and he went roaring the news up street like a madman and impy went off somewheres too but i don't know where impy went well poor old mark laid on the ground he were a game old cock but he could hardly speak he was struck dazzled and levi was frittened out of his life in the darkness and couldn't make anything out of nothing he just creeps along to mark and whispers who be that and old mark looks up very timid for he thought his last hour was on him and he says be that you satan Dragly levi heard that all in one unexpected voice he jumped quicker on my neighbour's flea he gave a yell bigger nor pat crow and he bolted too but as he went he dropped the little tin canister and old mark picked it up and he shook the canister and he had money in it and then something began to dawn on him for he knowed how his brother's fortune had been buried i read it i read it he says 
that was levi carter the dirty thief i read it i read it he says and he put the tin can in his pocket and hopped off home as if he never knowed what rheumatics was at all and when he opened that canister there was the sixty golden sovereigns in that canister sixty golden sovereigns bad things'll be worse afore they're better says mark but they never won't be any better than this and so he stuck to the money in the canister and that's how he bought his cottage after all twon't much of a house just wattle and daub with a fetch of straw but twas what he fancied and there he ended his days like an old christian man good health end of the devil in the churchyard by a e coppard